Namaste and in catch and welcome to this episode of One World in a New World. I'm your host, Zen Benefiel, and as predictable as I am, namaste comes from the Hindu, the divine in me recognizes the divine in you, spoken, it's actually the Brahmi language, and in catch comes from the Mayan culture, and it means I am another you. So imagine if you hold that attitude inside when you greet others, the change that it can make in your own life, their life, and rippling out into the world. Try it. Find out. I challenge you. Cool. All right. So this week's episode, we've got Dr. Laura Staley. And I know she's a little reluctant to call herself doctor, and yet she is. Uh, so she's patiently supporting people who want to thrive. And she has a, a company called the Cherish Your World, which she works with people as both an interior and exterior designer to free their clutter and make their space more available to their own personal growth and achievement in life. She's a featured columnist and contributing author for Biz Catalyst 360, which is how we met initially. She's also a columnist for Owl Magazine. She has a doctorate in um, philosophy, actually, from Ohio State University. And interestingly enough, she's also got an MA in political science and government. So imagine those things as well as a uh, degree in feng shui and the practices of feng shui. And if you're familiar with that, it's how you arrange stuff to make things work the best, right? Um, so with that, I, I'm just going to bring her on. It's going to be a great conversation. Paula, so glad to have you here. Oh, it's great to be with you. So. Uh, Paula, Laura. That's okay, am I? Laura, that's okay. <laughs> We're going to write letters, take out the P, and you got my name. <laughs> it's all good. Well, my sister's name's Laura, too. So that was like, where did that come from? All is well. Oh, well start out with a faux pas. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> right. <That's> okay. <laughs> It's, you know, well, here's what's so great, Zen, is we're not our names. You know, the truth is we're not our names, we're not our stuff, we're not our degrees. We're the people, the energy right. beings in, in our hearts and in our souls and in our spirits. So all is well. <laughs> just, you know, what is it, what do they say? Just don't take, call me late for dinner. <laughs> and wherever you are, right? there I am too. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So, you know, we, we, we have such a wonderful opportunity in these times to, to learn and grow together. And, and that's really the purpose for these episodes is develop the, these conversations that matter and, and talk about the inner development and how it reflects in the outer world and, and to really kind of raise the bar for our human experience, provided we invite people in to, to do so as well. So in your early life I, I know you are ready to be a very deep person and, and that has to start with some development as a youth so what kinds of things uh, happened to you early on that let you know that there was more to life than the just the physical experience there was an inner side oh um i think i i learned that very early, honestly, um, 
because I had a very difficult traumatic uh, childhood inside my parents' house and outside of my parents' house with adults and with children. And I very quickly discovered this um, inner, inner world and the world of books, so reading. <laughs> and I now know that that was a very healthy way to dissociate. <laughs> You know, and some, call, and some would call it know, coping it, strategies, but I think right, that's a misnomer. Right. And yet, and yet I, right? And yet, it's like, oh gosh, you know, we have sometimes we have negative associations with certain terminology, and I realized no, that 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 was a that was a pathway in because the stories that I would read in books would enliven my imagination. Mm -hmm. Have lifeline people, thank goodness, who unconditionally love me. My grandma Hope comes to mind. My dad as best he could, but he was part of a pretty unhealthy system. Did I hear uh, you, Grandma and, Hope? Uh, grandma Hope, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that so fantastic? I know, right. I did, and know that That's I did. set up. I, I know, right? I didn't call her at the time, but since she passed um, years ago, I, I absolutely have just like renamed her. Um, and then the natural world. Because of the, you know, my I noticed that anytime I was in the natural world, my imagination and my inner world would absolutely come alive. And part of part of what I was attempting to do is is understand what the heck was going on, right? I, I was trying to understand how to be a really good little girl, so so my mother would love me and stop raging at me and. Um, or, or being cruel or kind of doing all the different things that, you know, mm -hmm. happened because there was, you know, kind of what the way to describe it was a kind of, I hate you, don't leave me. Um, you know, we, we could, you know, it's, but it's an experience that's, that's really brutal for a child. But Absolutely. I also, but, but I also witnessed my mother being very loving to my brother, very, you know, uh, loving to my sister at times, she was unkind to everybody because she was just, you know, having a meltdown, right? Um, but mostly, you know, and then out in the she world- She wasn't happy inside. Oh my gosh, right? But out in the world, you know, she, she was all, she was very buttoned up and, and you know, <laughs> that, you know, happy, polite, you say thank you, pow and curtsy. And so I was just like mystified by this shape-shifting human being who happened to be my mother and, and then all the characters that I encountered and how sometimes they occurred like, you know, kind. And then the next moment they would not be kind. And wow. And of course, maybe it was just my, my inner essence, uh, you know, came in with such kindness. You know, now there's the Enneagram and the disc and all those kinds of things. But I, I'm like, wow, you know, this supporter, huge heart, you know, um, the helper and the Enneagram, the enthusiast. It's like I'm a melding of peacemaker, maybe, you know, right, I'm like this right. melding of all kinds of things. But um, it was in those experiences that, that frankly, Zen, I, I had to go inside. Um, and I, and I, I be, because it, it was so ter it, it was so terrifying um, and traumatizing that I quickly discovered that my soul was a place to connect to where I, I felt even as my body was just, you know, mm -hmm. um, I, I, I began to connect with the soul of me. I don't think I saw it at that time, but I can, you know, from the perspective now I can look back and go, Oh, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Right. Because there would be 
there would be a, a, granal, a grain of calm and comfort in, in, that, in that inner world. Or when I laid down on the earth out, outside across the street where all the these gorgeous trees were and I would hold on to um, what ended up being a horse chestnut. <laughs> For years, I thought I was collecting Buckeyes, right? Because right, I right, right. in Ohio and, you know, Buckeye Nation and all of that. And I, and I remember holding, you know, and opening the, the spiny, you know, shell of the nut and, and feeling the prickles of that on my hand, but then opening up and there would be the smooth skin of the, of the shell itself, the nutshell, and then this gorgeous, you know, kind of reddish, brownish, you know, with the little tan spot on it. And I would hold that and it just felt, um, it was like a sacred moment that, that, and I knew the nut would never yell at me, right? right. The grass would not hurt my body. Um, I, I, you know, you can just like quickly learn that the trees might even talk to you a little bit in a comforting, in a comforting way. And I know, one might say, well, that's the imagination of a child. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, thank goodness. And then well, all what do you think about the science behind that? The Because now we understand that, you know, we're only 1% matter. And so there's this space and everything is alive. It has energy. It has vibration. And that in nature, there's no judgment. No. It, it's simply what is so it yeah. kind of makes sense how being in that place just edifies our own inner being and, and the non-judgment place of loving us because nature loves us whether we you know no matter what even when we destroy it it's still it doesn't know any better right it's just <laughs> love right yes and yeah. so that is that a, a potential that maybe you know, now that we're understanding things a little bit more, that that's actually what's happening, that there's some science involved there. And I also wonder, and I'm, I'm curious how you think about it, the, the situation of choosing where we end up in our childhood in order to have the experiences that we need to evolve. Mm -hmm. Do you consider that to be a... a kind of a reality based on what you've found to be true for you? Wow. Oh, that's such a, that's such a brilliant, beautiful question. Um, well, first to the point about everything has energy and everything is alive with energy. That is the first principle of the ancient wisdom of feng shui. So, you know, being trained in that wisdom. And of course it's, it's about harmony and balance in inside and in the natural world and with one another, right? That, I mean, that's that's kind of like the optimal comfort. comfort Robert Gilman says it's harmony uh, with self, others, and nature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, and it, it's that the, the wholeness of all of that. So, um, you know, so everything is alive with chi is how we would express it in the, the ancient wisdom of, of feng shui. And everything is changing and everything is connected. Right. Mm -hmm. So those are the three main principles in feng shui. So I will, I will absolutely underscore what you said. And I think we have a richer understanding of that now um, from not just from anecdotal, but 
understanding quantum physics and not that I'm not a quantum physicist, but I've, I've watched and been intrigued by those movies and the readings and even things about water, right? How our bodies are made mostly of water, right? Moto Masaro. Like, oh my gosh, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, and yet there's this energy that animates us just like that moment of, of holding the Buckeye nut or the horse chestnut, sorry. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a Buckeye, but <laughs> learned that later it wasn't. Um, a horse by any other name. <laughs> right, yes. right, exactly, exactly. And then, wow, I'm trying to remember now your, your second question, which was so profound and meaningful uh, about the, my childhood experiences Kind of being chosen right? in order to help you evolve yeah, into being you are. Kind of almost choosing that. Like I remember Dr. Wayne Dyer talking about you you chose your parents, you know, on the other side or wherever we are before we're we're birthed into this world. Mm -hmm. And I and I found myself so intrigued by that. Actually, there's a passage, the first prose piece in my latest book, Abundant Heart, talks about being impulsive as a soul in heaven. <laughs> and even though they were like, okay, no, really, seriously, this is a hard assignment. This is super challenging. And I'm like, ooh, me, me. Sure, <laughs> you know, right. I'm like, this soul go, pick me, pick me, you know? And, and then, of course, I, I get here and it's like, whoa, they weren't joking. <laughs> right. You know, but, they, but, but I also know that it's been a beautiful path because it's allowed honestly, I think has allowed me to be here at the perfect time in the perfect way in service, in love and service to other human beings, because I had that really, I would not wish it on anyone. I, please, you know, like, we never do, oh but gosh, we seem right? to choose it anyway. Right? <laughs> right. I mean, please, please, may we as a culture raise children in very, yeah. very different ways than, than the way I was interacted with. You know, oh, <laughs> my greatest wish for our planet, um, among many other wishes, but that's that's a big one. Um, but it, it it allowed, it became the grist, if you will, it became the grit that allowed me to continue to become an, an alchemist for my life mm -hmm. and to cultivate those the contents of my character. You know, I love Dr. King Jr.'s words, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s words, you know, you know, to be judged on the content of my character. Well, that's inside of us. And that's how that energy inside of us, if we have, um, you know, a, a heartful, how does he say it? Anyone can serve, right? If you have uh, a heart uh, filled with grace and a soul generated by love, right? You don't need a PhD. I happen to have one, but you don't need a PhD in order to serve. If you've got a, a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love, I mean, who doesn't want that, mm -hmm. right? And then I would hear, you know, the stories from different faith traditions, right? I, I, I remember being intrigued by that. And I was like, wow, they're all about love. Islam, love. Judaism, love and kind deeds you know and they all have a trinity involved right and then and then uh you know christian christianity the stories of jesus love and then you get you branch out from there and even i would even argue that you know agnostics and atheists in their direct experiences of life love is in everything right it's in the, it's in the Absolutely. energy field you know we've and tried I, to oh, right at, at least it appears that we've tried to um, exercise our brains to identify everything, right? We've, we've approached <laughs> life from a very left brain 
you know, yeah. chronological, structural, hierarchical, yeah. silo-ish kind yeah. of way. Yeah. And yeah. yet this right brain, you know, it's like Tom Campbell talks about explaining uh, the right brain world to a left brain thinker. And it's almost <laughs> impossible to do because it's experiential. Yes, yes, it's, it's, it's absolutely, I mean, even, it, I think it's the Dalai Lama or, or Buddha, right, it, the encouragement was, don't just hear my words and, you know, trust my words, go out and have direct experiences, so, so, you know, to your point, Zen, it's like, your direct experiences of, of being resentful or being hurt or the sadness that you have felt in different experiences or in your life. My experience of, of feeling terrified all the time, mm -hmm. my experience of, of, of having an, an adult in, in my tiny little body, you know, and it was called annihilating rage. I mean, wow, talk right, about right. something that you think is going to take you and out. Why you, in the world oh, would you want that right? for someone else too? Oh, so that right. natural Oh. in us i think that's free of that you know that, that yeah. pain that suffering the um, why would we want to inflict that on others and yeah. yet we often practice what we learn and until we can establish uh, that's not that just doesn't feel right it, right right it, exactly. it may think you know, we may think that it's okay because it's the reaction that we have and by gosh they deserve it right well <laughs> do you deserve it if i'm another you would you treat yourself that way right and sometimes we do because that's how we grow up and that's what we're taught and yeah. then we have to break out of that shell now how did you work through that you had this let's say a horrific childhood in some respects yep. what process did you go through in, in your later years your teens your early 20s to kind of grapple with that and, and see it from a different place uh, well, I, I begin, I, well, so at 14, so at seven, I had that first spiritual awakening that I looked in the mirror and I saw myself and said, wow, I'm going to remember this moment. We're getting mm -hmm. out of here. I didn't know how, I didn't know when, that kind of thing. And then at 14. But it was that inner voice that came through to you. Yes. Out of nowhere, right? Yes. And just simply yes. through your own eyes said, yes. yeah, you're going to get out of here. I'll be with you. Yeah, and I'll be with you. Oh, absolutely. Well, and it felt so, it, the energy of it felt so loving. And I, mm -hmm. you know, kind of, and, it, and it, it created an anchor inside. And then at 14, um, a number of events transpired, including uh, witnessing the rape of, a, of my tent mate. And then um, as best as I put the pieces together based on all the paper trail that I just received, uh, a, a couple years ago when they cleared out my parents' house um, it, that I was drugged because I told the truth. And, um, you know, because the girl who was impacted was just terrified. I mean, you just, I will never forget her face and her round saucer well, eyes. I and I, that. you know, and, and because I, I bore witness to that and I told and they were like, nothing happened. You had a great time at camp. Um, you know, if, if this did happen, your counselor get fired and you, do you want that to happen and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh man, this is just- Why do you think that and, our and, tradition has been to brush things like that under the, the rug, the carpet and dismissive, oh, oh, dismissive just, of them and just- It's so awful, ignore it. right? 
Yeah. Well, they, you know, uh, that, that, you know, yeah, we, we have a society of, full of trauma because of those kinds of things right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because so it was it becomes less about what what happened to this young girl that doesn't even get addressed. And then what happened to me in witnessing it and and more about how they protect their reputation and don't want to lose the money or, you know, or their sense of control and righteousness. So, you know. Um, yeah, and kind of like the big pharma control of the uh, current condition that we're in experiencing now. I mean, it's 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 a mess, it, yeah. it, right? And, it and so I would I would just say simply greed and a need to control, um, and and an out of balance. Um, dare I say, and I know some people struggle with this expression, but dare I say, a toxic masculine energy. But 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 more than that, because it you know, I don't, um, yeah, I would just call it greed and a desire to control and, and, um, that, that, and then it becomes this protection thing of, could it know, even be the fear of loss of control? Yeah, absolutely. Like what would happen, what would actually happen if the truth came to light and we took our, shifted our energy around to healing this thing? You know, and the same thing happens all, all, all lots of different places. But I think there's a healing and shift that's because a lot of us. I love the vagina monologues. Oh, right? Because right. a lot of us women are now speaking out openly about the sexual molestation that we ourselves experienced, the rape I experienced at 19. And at three, the sexual molestation. I was threatened with my life, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, if you tell, I'll, I'll kill you and all the members of your family. I'm like, wow, you just, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the perpetrations are, are, are real. But back to your question of how, how, did I, how did I come through that? I think, it, you know, it was, these, it, it was these awakenings. So I got hospitalized. And then I was put in solitary confinement because I got, dr I got drugged at, at camp. That triggered me into a, a psychotic break. I know people don't understand that terminology. I, I like calling it a spiritual awakening, but I was clearly not in my body. I was out of my body, not in my body. Um, you know, uh, so I'm in the hospital and they, they're coming in and I'm bare walls, no clothing. I'm in a thick gown. It's freezing. I have one blanket, uh, this thin mattress and three doors, one to freedom, one to the restraints, one to the bathroom. And this angry staff member comes in just about every day there were kind ones but you start I they took my glasses and I had myopia and she just started asking these questions and um do you know why you're here <laughs> well you know being who I was I took it as a as a philo philosophical question <laughs> you know like this deep question like okay yeah, yeah. okay and I never I never bothered to answer her because I figured okay she's the kind of person that it, whatever I said to no matter what you say it, it's not she, gonna be it, it wasn't right it wasn't gonna go well so I just went silently and then went within and thought no I actually don't know why I've been placed in solitary confinement I have no idea you know I I, I, I literally had no idea um they were medicating me. I, I had an awareness of that. Because um, orange juice just doesn't taste like that, <laughs> you know. But I started asking myself that very profound question. Why are you here? Like, why are you on the planet? You know, and I've continued to ask myself that question every single day. So then going forward, I went on a quest to find a faith community. Because I, obviously I broke ties. I, I did my best to break ties with my 
church. I mean, I met with a minister afterwards and he was like, wow, I just won't eat the chili. I happened to have chili for dinner that night. And I was explaining to him what had happened. And he was like, he laughed and he's like, I guess I just won't have the chili. I mean, I told him the whole truth. How dismissive. That's oh, just... it was, it was completely dismissive. And I met in private with him, which is, you know, again, so fascinating how all these things like happened me and, and a grown adult, usually, unfortunately a male, you know, well, I mean, in the case of the staff member who came in and yelled at me every morning about, you know, did I know why I was in there? Right. Um, yeah. But I, I went on a, a, I went on a spiritual quest, honestly, I wanted to find a faith community where I felt safe and where I felt welcome and I honestly didn't discover one until just like three years ago, I finally had done enough healing and they, and they have eight principles. It's not even about dogma. Atheists are welcome. Agnostics are welcome. They even have, I call them spiritual Ted talks, <laughs> honestly, right, right, right. you know, right. Like the, I, 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 I told, I mean, he's, he's called the minister, but I, but I told him, I was like, um, it's a Unitarian universalist. So for those who know you, you and have no understanding of it, it's, it's okay. <laughs> but there are eight principles. Been there numerous there. times. Oh my God. And Great place. Oh my God. They're principles that just, oh my God, these are principles that I've li lived all my life. You know, the worth and dignity, to honor the worth and dignity of every human being, to see the interconnectedness of all of life. Um, you know, I mean, actually there are eight principles now, which includes a, um, an inclusion and anti-racist, you know, like let's sure bring all all our all our people uh, yeah it's together. like you know but i, I so why I the heck do we need that why are we so thick-headed and oh. so biased and prejudiced that we can't see ourselves in another oh i i i i i struck well fear and and back to greed and, and there we go. And back to greed and need it, to control. But you even got <laughs> the validation. Back to, back to greed and need to control. And right. I mean, I suppose there there are other elements because if I'm disconnected with my own heart and and haven't done that inner work, then I'm going to stay dis. Mm -hmm. I, I have to stay disconnected because then everything's a threat. Now I'm going to get connected right? here for just a moment. I'm going to deepen <laughs> this this experience. It's going to be kind of weird, but yeah. I'm going to do it anyway, okay. right? Okay. So as soon as you said fear and there was a ding on from your computer or somewhere because I heard it. And wow. for me, my experience is that we are so interconnected. The electronic world is nothing more than consciousness that flowing through wires, right? Or, or glass cable, depending, yeah. and, and, and the air. And it is so interconnected that when we begin experiencing this notion of quantum entanglement in the unified field, there, these synchronicities present themselves to kind of dot the landscape with things to pay attention to a little more. Oh. Right? And that's what that little chime did for me when you said fear, because that's the basis for all, in my opinion, uh, and from my experience, that's the basis for all of the resistance to becoming a unified humanity. It, oh. It's the fears for whatever reason, and there's a litany of them, but they're <laughs> yep. really all excuses for denying yourself. Right, right. Which is, which is really intriguing because there's that 
expression, um, deny thyself, but that wasn't about not taking care of your inner inner world. It's it it's was, about changing the it, ego to we go. It, right, 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 exactly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. I love that. Yeah, well, and I, and I used to think I had to fight and make my ego wrong. And what I've learned is I just get to feed my true self. So I'm a daily meditator for now since um, 2014 um, mm. and we're 2021. And that has been a transformative practice, getting still, getting quiet. And, and some people, if you don't wanna call it meditation, do what, you know, unplug, just disconnect, take a walk in nature, you know, listen to the trees. I have a little have a, have a, have a multi, like have a multi-sensory experience of being alive. Feel, I, 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 I've sometimes guided a, a client. Can you feel the socks on your feet? Like right now, right? Because it's like, if you can get yourself back in your body in a multi-sensory experience and even maybe feel, um, some thirst or maybe a hunger or maybe you need that bio break right that's a good thing because there aren't just five senses and there are eight probably nine maybe more right because they're all I have a list of 15 but i i really think <laughs> right you know most of the senses the way we actually sense things and and, and this may um Sound a little weird again. So we have right. five senses with 10% of our brain. This is an accepted axiom. And so what's the other 90% doing? Could we, you know, if you just do a simple ratio, then we've got 45 more senses. So, but are those just finer levels of the five we have mm -hmm. that it, it goes down into that deeper, sensory experience and, and one of the things I, I learned how to initiate that as a teen trying to figure out you know how to get out of my own michigas and, and i just found my fingertips pressed together one day and i began to feel my heartbeat and my fingertips and i just sat with that for a little bit and it wasn't until years later that i brought the practice back around again i thought well gosh it's true that we can't think our way through a system built on vibration. We have to sense our way through it. And that's one of the easiest ways to get in your feeling world, to get into that sense. Cause you're out of your mind when you're feeling, right? You're just sensing. And then you can, uh, you know, develop that gut feeling, the intuition and, and allow that to be more of a guide than living from your shoulders up and thinking that, oh, I got to do this because this is the way it's done, right? Or this is how I was told, or this is how mom did it. This is how dad did it. So I got to do it too, right? Instead of being a rebel and say, wait a minute, I got my own way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, absolutely. Wait, wait, so how old were you when you discovered that you put your hands? I was a teenager. Um, doing a lot of psychotropics at the time okay okay and so wow. i was in a really bizarre place kind of freaking out and of course if you've ever done anything like that there's this really intense focus that becomes present and you could obsess on a blade of grass for hours 
right? right. Just loving right. it, right? Yeah. And watching it and sensing it. Well, that's kind of, uh, that's where I got to, where my head was in such a mess and thinking all kinds of different things and, and of course your demons your own inner demons come up when you're in that space and, and it gives you a chance to deal with it or not um, right. in dealing with it that's what came I, I just kind of naturally fell into that position and then realized oh i'm feeling my heartbeat i started feeling my heartbeat and then i became aware of my breath and i just sat in my breath and my heartbeat i was like wow this feels so good right <laughs> And, and that's the essence of meditation is being in that oh. silent place. And, and right, right. when you, it seems when you can be in that place, then that voice of being that's inside of you can speak because you're oh. listening. Yes. You're quiet enough. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're quiet in your, your belly and your inner world. Well, and yoga, yoga practice also was a great, cause it was, you know, I had a fabulous teacher who has since passed, unfortunately, she was such a beautiful, loving soul, but uh, she was a, such a beautiful guide right into the body. And I'll, I'll remember when she was even talking about our, our, our organs, right? Mm -hmm. And, and you know, like sensing our liver and the heart. And it was the coolest experience for me, having already done a fair amount of sensing my inner inner world and you know your earlier comment made me think of of how i believe it's the eskimos have the you know 20 different words for snow it's kind of like wow what if we had you know 45 different words to describe um inner inner sensations because you, know, you know and oh okay <laughs> i just haven't learned them yet <laughs> well but you use them all the time I, right well because even in this moment as we're we're in this in this communication i'm very much aware of my feet and my legs i, I happen to be standing that's just my choice because i i feel like i i think and interact yep. better, yeah, better yeah, on yeah. my feet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> if I stand, I move around way too much. <laughs> oh, we'll see. There's that. There's that also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There. Well. You yeah, well. And when I when I when I taught at Ohio Wesleyan, I definitely I was oh I was like all over the place, and the hands were waving, and <laughs> sure, sure. you know. But but I have learned to kind of like okay, this is yeah, gotta stay. Don't put still. a podium on the stage for me because I'll never go there. <laughs> right oh exactly you'll be out you know with with the with the people um interacting with them but yeah the the the, the sensations of the body and i think i think it's a path i think it's a pathway it's a pathway to those to those transformations you know kind of back to your question of what 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 were my through lines well obviously time and nature was a through line you know right. these these deep awakening moments of, of of spiritual awakening just being asked that question even in anger you know started that process for me and and then i began to notice my own uh behavior and i i put myself in in transformational leadership trainings and that word was not used way, way back then you know and and they would ask all kinds of 
you know, intriguing, you know, what does it mean to be a human being? And, you know, we, 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 we have this fear thing and we see world, the world is dangerous. And yet, where does that come from? And, you know, and pulling it all apart. And then these mechanisms, right? These coping strategies, if you will, that we, we create in inside ourselves in in response and reactivity to other people so if somebody says something and you make it mean that you're not worthy well they didn't ever say you're not worthy but they right. said whatever they said but then you attach this meaning to it and and then pull it so pulling apart the meanings that we keep attaching to things and recognizing the and hearing what's actually being said yeah, right yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and responding to what's actually being said yeah, and and then, then so how do you unpack? Yeah, that because the, there's faulty filters there, right? <laughs> yes, you're yes. listening. It, oh it is listing, um, <laughs> right? Oh. And so again, how how do you unpack that? What's a process? What's a practical process that you use to help unpack that when you're dealing uh, with? Yes a situation that that needs to happen it, yeah i mean it was an overtime practice that I, I even do today i'm I'll, I'll say this that i'm less triggered today i i live in such a beautiful surrounding and a really loving relationship and even then there's still things that come along but i i well first of all is to sink into and to get quiet and sink into my body and and after so many painful you know, saying things that I didn't mean. And I know, for instance, I shared one with you in our conversation earlier of being mm -hmm. so upset with um, my, my, at that juncture, my soon to be um, ex that I said something very awful about him in front of my daughter, which was not my commitment. It was so out of line with my commitment, but I'll just use that one as an example. Well, I heard, I, I felt you know, I felt the sensations coming up inside of my body. So that's the first thing. But sometimes people aren't even aware of that. So they got to back it up and back it up and back it up um, to, oh my God, to, you know, kind of catch themselves in that, ah, <laughs> you know, right. moment. And then, you know, hopefully have that awareness to go, wow, I'm in a moment. Can I pause? So going to neutral. And my favorite, and I stuck this on the refrigerator, um, my favorite Viktor Frankl quote is between stimulus and response is a pause. Yeah. And in that pause is our, is our power, uh, is our power to respond and well, is a response. Yeah. And our response guides us to our power and freedom. I'm, I, I know I'm butchering it a little bit, but the point is the pause to take ourselves, you know, like as soon as possible that that in my process that i could recognize that i was like, right. you know, like a cartoon character to just go freeze <laughs> you know and <laughs> and work to drop that and take myself literally you know put the tongue on the top of the roof of the mouth bet soften my knees if you're sitting you can even do this if you're in a, at a conference table or well maybe people aren't there right now on a zoom call or something and you notice all this you know coming up to you know the play because neutral is actually a body it's a body posture that you can take yourself into mm -hmm. but to, true. if you put your tongue on the top of the roof of your mouth it mimics what uh, infants do when they're feeding and when you're feeding, when you're eating, 
your body usually is very calm. And so it, it, it sends a message, it cues, it cues the brain that it's, it's time for calm. So that begins to calm your nervous system, which is really good. But I also love the fact that when it's on the top of the roof of your mouth, then you're not talking, yeah. <laughs> right? So you're still in that silent pause. And in that neutral place, then how you respond can come, hopefully come from your deepest commitments. And of course, that's a process. What do you And a practice. It, it's and a, a practice. And to identify, yeah. well, because you, you, you have to identify what you deeply value. Like right now through the pandemic and everything, I'm, I'm hoping, my greatest hope, and, and I, because I've been doing this work for so many years, I've identified my deepest values. You know, love, compassion, courage being, being probably my top three, right? Um, but there are more, creativity, wisdom, truth, um, full self-expression, right? But the um, core right now, I think, you know, is and, compassion. And then, yeah, exactly. And then, and then to respond, and silence is a response, mm -hmm. um, but to respond then from your deepest values. So in that, in, that, in, in that interaction, so quickly being able to shift. Now, it was too late because I had, had hurt my daughter. My words had been hurtful. And of course she reacted and, and fled my house, but I was able to, I was able to apologize and feel the deep remorse because that's part of the process too. Because right. when we, when I miss cue, I must feel that remorse because the remorse is a rewire. Some might call it repentance. Remorse is a rewire because it, you, and you have to feel it fully like yeah. the deep regret that, I said what I said, because she gets to have a, a loving, beautiful relationship with her dad, which she actually does to this and day. And body language as much as anything. It, words right. are 7% uh, of the necessary means of communication, right? The, right. The 5% so body language, uh, and the other is the, the tone. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. what's said, but the tone in which it's uh, said. Exactly. And when you're exactly. in that place and, and truly asking, you know, apologizing and, and asking for forgiveness, forgiveness. Yeah. you're in a very, uh, I don't want to say yeah. submissive, but I guess that's one of the best words for it. Yeah. That, that you're, you're just honoring that, you know, I screwed up, please forgive me. And yeah. that energy, how can you refuse that? Well, exactly. Right. Now, it, 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 and, and it took her, it took her a, a little while, but, 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 but we got there. And, and I think another practice for me too, Zen, is to simply put my hands over my heart. You know, because when I, when I do that, well, first of all, again, sort of like the tongue on the top of the mouth, it, it just absolutely calms me down. Right. I <laughs> just like, right. oh, because I'm literally feeling the warmth of my hands and then those hands over my heart. And for me, that's a reminder that I value love. And for me, me the heart contains courage and it can, contains love and just deep emotional intelligence and so much more. I mean, we probably could have a whole hour conversation about oh, heart math. Yeah, 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 yeah. Heart math, the Heart Math Institute. Um, right, right, right. Right. So I want to I, I kind of 
peer into the political science and, and government arena um, and, and somewhat in business as well. How do you see that ability to hit the pause button being brought out in the, the meetings and the things where things get kind of tense and, and you know, because we've both been in these types of situations where the energy just gets ramped up, people are frustrated, they're upset, they're not saying what they feel because they're trying to fix a problem rather than look at the cause of it first. And so the deepening of conversations really isn't available. So as a facilitator, as a conversationalist, as a uh, feng shui artist even, right? Because still it's all energy. What do you think of the ways that others might be able to just take note of that situation and maybe be more present themselves to recognize, acknowledge, be, and not necessarily call out, but that's essentially what you're doing. It's like, wait a minute, we're going the wrong direction here. We, we need to get back into our being instead of our doing because we've lost sight of who each of us are and what we mean to each other. Right. We're not just an end to a mean. Oh, or means to an end. <laughs> well, absolutely. Well, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I guess I'll just use another example from from my life. Um, I was holding um, every Wednesday from five to six, I join other friends and we hold love signs and smile and wave to neighbors driving through the main intersection of the town in which what I What a hippie thing to do. Oh, it's really, <laughs> it's really beautiful. And um, early on, because we started in, in September of 2018 and uh, there was a, a couple and they had many children and they came over in such a fury, Zen, um, and both the, the husband went, went right up to my friend and her sign and the wife happened to come up to me and, you know, just screaming, there's, there is no love in the world and the spits hitting my face. And I mean, she's, she's like right up in my, my energy field. Right. And I, I stood, I stood stock still. I, um, you know, again, you know, aligned with, with that inner energy awareness. And, um, and what I chose to do is to, I know this sounds really odd, but I basically agreed with her because she started saying things like, you know, people stealing other people's homes, that's not love. And I was like, you're right, that's not. And that, you know, and Jesus wouldn't, you know, you're right. Jesus wouldn't have taught that. You're right. And then, da, 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 da. and I was like, yeah, that's another example. And, and I just, I, I, I had a softer voice. My demeanor was not, um, was not submissive. I was standing confident and strong from the core of me, but I also, um, I also shifted my body 
and was kind of still outwardly focused on the cars going by, even because she was so, I don't think she could even take in, but I'm an, but I'm an energy presence, right? Mm -hmm. And she slowly, ever incrementally, you know, be, began to uh, calm down a tiny, tiny bit, you know, and the next one would come at me. And then I, and then I shared, oh, you know, I think actually I used an example of, you know, my own interactions with my own mother and was like, yeah, that wasn't okay for her. And yeah, I actually walked away from my family of origin for a decade. And, you know, so, and, um, and I noticed her children, I, you know, cause I, it was like, even though I was doing this, but then I would turn, kind of turn back to her and I was, no, you know, it, I widened, cause here's another idea is to widen your lens to the larger context in which an interaction is taking place, right? And um, she had calmed, so she had calmed down enough in the, in the wake of my response to the extent that she could actually hear me. But to your point earlier, it wasn't even the words that I said. It was my energy presence, which was strong and yet soft. Right. <laughs> my tone of voice, which again was clear and yet tender. Yeah, you weren't confrontational. It, not at all. And that's I, what they I, were anticipating. I, I, I did a total Tai Chi with her. I, I yeah. did. Her. <laughs> right. but, but here's the interesting thing, Zen. I, didn't, I also didn't walk away from this woman. Right. I could have. I could well, you, but you, you know, weren't, but, but I was, that wasn't in your being was, to do though, Laura. No, that, that was, no, it, it wasn't. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the, and the good news is I, 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 I was paying enough attention because that's the thing of the gift of self-awareness is you're paying enough attention. I was paying enough attention that I knew she wasn't going to strike me. I knew it was just, and I had all that practice with my mom, <laughs> you know, right. I was like, I know this one, I got this. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I, you know, so, so you had it. plenty of prep work so, and you were able to yeah. just kind of manage that, soften. And she, yeah. And, and you didn't, she, um, and this is one of the things you probably recognize too, when, when somebody's angry, it's not at you. No. It, it's at something else and they just need to vent. And as long yeah. as you don't take it personally and right. you agree with them or, or, or whatever, just, not yeah. necessarily whatever, but as or, long as you yeah. don't react and yeah. return the energy in kind, then yeah. it dissipates and they'll, yes. they themselves will soften. Now, yeah. In, and, in, and she turned away to finish the story. She did turn away. And I said, did, and I asked her very intentionally, I said, did you feel heard? And she said, yes, I did. <laughs> you know, kind of like that. And I was like, oh. Right. And that's oftentimes all people are looking for is just to acknowledge being heard. Oh. Now, I've often wondered, and I'm the kind of guy that I'll bring stuff up in meetings. It's like, wait a minute, something just doesn't feel right here. And, and I'll be be the weird one. I don't care. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay, so I'm feeling this, and I'm wondering about this, and I noticed this, 
And yeah. is there a possibility we might be able to that, right? And just opening things up and questioning and, and it diffuses the energy, first of all, but that's after allowing folks to be heard and acknowledging, you know, the act of listening, right? Yes. Here's what I just thought I, I think I hear you saying and, and yes. that gives them the opportunity to recognize that, okay, I am being listened to because I'm being responded to in, in uh, this way. Um, oh, and it just feels good. Even though when you feel like crap, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, and honestly, the times in my life, right, that I've looked like uh, the woman who approached me, right? And somebody has just been like so gentle and so compassionate with me and going, Laura, I really get how frustrated and enraged you are. I, I get it. And, and I, I mean, I even have a friend that I was just like, okay, I'm going to say a lot of salty words right now because I am furious. Now I had an awareness, right? Yeah. And then, you know, my friend was laughing on the other end of the phone going, wow, you sound like Chevy Chase and Christmas Vacation. And then I'm laughing, right? Sure, sure, so I kind of sure. go from this to laughing at myself, right? But but being being heard and, and having someone listen with their whole self, like with every, like with rapt attention, even when somebody is in that state, it, it can completely shift the energy of an entire room. If one person does that, one Absolutely. person, oh my God, one person demonstrating what I'm going to describe as emotional maturity. Intelligence. Well, emotional intelligence, but applying it and, 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 and showing it as emotional maturity and social maturity, right? As Melissa would call that uh, psychological yeah. safety and intellectual yes. humility. Yes, exactly. And as soon as somebody in the room uh, has the wherewithal to engage all, all those ideas or, or, or whatever ideas work for them to, to go to the pause or go to the, their own neutral inside, or just be that witness consciousness mm -hmm. in, in the room full of fiery <laughs> individuals. Somebody yeah. needs to, and, and, and yes, why not? Right. Well, and, what, and, what's it gonna do? Right. To step up and experiment. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because it makes me think of um, oh my gosh, the amazing story of the 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 man. Um, who interacted with the student? I, I don't. I shouldn't take his story, but it was so phenomenal because this, you know, because he, he said, you know, if you have two, if you have a, a, a child or a teenager in the high school classroom and the teacher, both, ah, nobody's being an adult. Nobody's wow. being demonstrating that emotional maturity. Oh, I, I've and got so, a story that, oh that my this God, is right. And so, well, and that and that was true of me in parenting. Yeah, like, I needed. I needed to show up emotionally regulated now i needed support because well, I most adults are just kids in an adult body because they exactly. haven't got the emotional uh, exactly exactly they're like and i don't mean any disrespect to any of us because i know it's too. just it, there's, like, it's not I, disrespectful you know, I, it's just honoring what like, is yeah i behaved like an emotional three-year-old terrified and and like a cornered animal with my own 
little children until I stopped and, you know, saw myself and, you know, got in with professional um, therapists and healers to help me, you know, but, but I, but I saw it and I, I, I was and it is like, okay oh, to ask for help. Yes. Yes. Cause there's so many modalities now out there Zen to help with trauma. Oh my gosh. And I, and I'm so grateful that you and I are able to, you know, touch on it and have the conversation. I knew you had amazing conversation with Mark O'Brien, uh, you know, about that, about his experiences. And cause it's like being able to talk openly about what happened to you, but then how do you go about healing it? And getting that that uh, regulation, especially if if there's been trauma, and now I would argue we've got collective trauma, <laughs> right? I mean, oh, tornadoes, we have global lizards, trauma. And, well, global trauma. I mean, there's a pandemic, and you know, however many people have have died of you know cancer. So we don't know and, what you know of whatever it is. <laughs> but there's there's dead bodies everywhere. So yep. you know that that's just real. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, wow. Right. So how do we heal and come through and out on the other, other, other side of this? And of course, you know, be like, I love how you say, be the dream and it's, it's Gandhi, you know, be the change that you want to see in the world. Right. And so for each individual and that, and that's why I love this conversation because it's like, Oh God, if, if there's one little nugget out there that inspired somebody, I'm so excited because, you know, the more each of us individually can, can look at these things and, and begin to heal and begin to regulate uh, our, our nervous systems and pay attention from such a wider view. So for instance, I know that I walk through the world and if there is, if there's a car coming, coming at me, right, out of the road, way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of the road. I mean, I was out on my bicycle just recently because of course here it is, no, you know, Thanksgiving and I'm riding my bicycle, what? But I was because it was warm enough and, and you know, here comes the car barreling, you know, so close to me and I, you know, I, I, I swerved my bike over and, you know, my body still, still responded. I couldn't visually see it coming, but I heard it. And mm -hmm. now I know next time to really get off, get off the road because this, this vehicle came so close and I, I don't want to go. That's not the way I want to go. I might go that way, but. You I like rushes, prefer, but not that kind. <laughs> right. I would. Yeah. I per prefer to be around for, for a little while longer. There's oh, a yeah. lot of love to give to the world so <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i in talking with uh because we're kind of talking about nonviolent communication too yes and most definitely the, and there's a lot yeah. of training on that yes. one of the things that uh, I, I had you were talking about teacher and student i yes. taught high school for a number of years and, and wow. part of that was special education with learning wow. disabled and emotionally handicapped kids yeah. And I had one of my students, I don't know if you remember the Milton the Monster cartoon. And no. so it's it, Milton the Monster. He's got like a stovepipe head. And, and when he would blow his top, he would get upset and, and actually blow his top. Kind of like that just happened, right? When I, I, I went green. Yeah, <laughs> I, he went to the ocean. Yeah, that was funny. Um, so he was a desk thrower. And I, wow. I was told about this before I, I yeah. took over the class and, and 
uh, one day, and he was usually a, just a nice, kind kid, learning disabled, of course, emotionally handicapped. Yeah. And he was trying to do something. I knew he was trying to do it for me. And he was getting frustrated because he couldn't do what I, what he thought I wanted him to do. Oh, and, yeah. and in his uh, just classroom, it wasn't behavior, it was actually some math, I think. And he just was having challenges. And he stood up and he started huffing and, and puffing. And um, then he, it looked like he was going to pick up a desk, right? He started to reach for it. And, and I'm standing there and he's six foot four, six foot five, and I'm five eight. So he was weighing, you know, he was like um, completely towering over me. And I knew that there was nothing I could do if he decided to go, you know, uh, yeah. aberrant behavior, whatever that might be, right? right. And right. so I'm standing with my arms open, palms toward him. And like, yeah. Michael, I, I understand that you're, you really want to do this and you're frustrated because you're, you're trying to perform like you think I want you to, and it's okay. I just see you trying and, and that's good enough. You, you know, you're fine. I'm on your side. Things are, you know, and then he started, you know, his breath relaxed, his body relaxed. And I was thinking in my, <laughs> thinking to myself, Wow. You know, I avoided that one. Right. Uh, oh, the, the power of de-escalation. Oh, you know, and, and he was one of those kids. Because of that, then that wow. created the, a deeper emotional bond between us. And, you know, that's how those kinds of things work. Oh. Whether absolutely. they're with children or adults, either one. Oh, that's right. Because, because here's he, what we what I feel like we need so badly right now is to stay connected, you know, I mean, not, Absolutely. not, not obviously to, to somebody who um, is going to shoot you with a gun. I, I don't, I don't mean that. I mean, obviously get, get to safety, but in that kind of situation where you're describing, right. Where you, you, you knew enough about the student that, you know, your response made all the difference. And it was that energy response of calm, of understanding his frustration, of really getting where he was coming from. And, and, uh, and I have a tendency to step in and want to diffuse things. Yeah, allowed him to soften and yet stay connected. Because, you know, here we are again, people want to be seen, heard and valued then. And, it, and, and, and then to do, and to do that with ourselves, we, we need to see, hear, and value ourselves, you know, as well as that higher consciousness or true self or essential self, or I call it my inner quiet Charlotte, right? right. And, and, right. And, and have that, you know, emotional maturity and social maturity uh, take, take over and, and, and um, kind of lead, lead from there in any, in any conversation. Um, which it, which is I don't know if you're familiar with Tai Chi, but I love Tai Chi. Oh, I am. I, you know, I used to it's like it, you know, so push, push hands, right? And yeah. because it be because because even in push hands, you know, it's about staying. You're still connected. Mm -hmm. You know, you're staying connected to this human being, and, and you're wanting to understand and make a difference. 
I have a friend their, that's for their, for their own growth and 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 evolution, right? Yeah. Because if because I think you said it a while ago that it feels better. It does. You know, it's this direction. It feels better not being resentful. It feels better to be in this a lively, inspiring conversation with you. It just does, right? Absolutely. Right? And it just, it, rather than, you know, being like, you know, critical and judgmental and, you know, annoyed. Well, and when you're and in the open, conversant, fun place, ideas, new information. Oh. This is where the, you know, we're talking yeah. about empathic and generative conversations. Yes. If, you're, if you're closed up, if you're afraid, if, if you're all, yeah. you know, restricted, right then right. things can't come through yeah. you, you're oh, not, not in all. a generative place at all yeah. you're in a shutdown yeah. place and you can deny everything that's around you but <laughs> yeah. when you're able to be present yeah. open maybe even somewhat fearless yeah you know because uh, you know nothing outside of you is really threatening to the point where it's going to affect your inside yeah. and it's your choice as to where you're at inside no matter what's going on yes. outside of you. Yes, yes. And that's the challenge that, that we face, especially today, in my opinion, because we are being pummeled with this, I'll just call it a fallacious narrative, that we ought to be afraid of each other. Oh, it's awful. Uh, yeah, I mean, fear's gone rampant. So yes. it is extremely important that we listen to ourselves that we practice what we're talking about yes. that we're being examples yeah. that we can have yeah. conversations and show well you know when i experienced this i did this and it worked or i experienced yeah. this and i tried that and it didn't work yeah. and, and, <laughs> you know because this is this is a massive experiment of, of how to unify an entire planet with some kind of spiritual condition that brings us all together yes yes well and to, and to have an experience of of, of balance and flow and harmony and um, that that enlivens you know that that's that sustains that sustains us I I, I mean I, I well and I love I hadn't heard generative I haven't heard that word in a long time and and, and I I just I, I love it because you know I I now can say I have this rich experience of you know um, on my runs in the morning or when I'm dancing or, or in meditation that creative ideas just, and there, and the thing is about generative conversations and it's infinite. I mean, it's just like, um, you can't, there's no lid. No. It, it just, it, to have, you have this new idea and this another new idea yeah what if what about how about this and, then, you know, and, and you're and, like oh yeah. god and i like it's the coolest like i would call it heart storming you know or soul storming instead of just brainstorming because right. you know i mean yes they're they're ideas but but it's like they they come from the whole mind body psyche uh you know this whole what do we call it holistic <laughs> water, system. mostly water our being but the but the but the animated right because mm -hmm. they because i you know at some point ho hopefully a long long time from now you know i will drop this packaging <laughs> i i call it packaging right and sure. you know and but but that that spirit essence i just i know will 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 continue um well that's the thing that, i like that, that, we were that, talking that, earlier that, about 
that you know, the white light experience going, yeah. Right? yeah yeah absolutely so the you know when we recognize it and some of us have near the near-death experiences or something yes. similar to that for me mine happened when i prayed to know what truth was and i was asked a few days later if i was willing to die for what i believed in and i said yes and and so then the experience i had was recognizing first there is no death because even in the white light i could still think so i could i was self-aware Yes. And then moving beyond that, in being surrounded by points of light, I recognize that we're all cosmic consciousness condensed into those points of light, bouncing back and forth between the great light and whatever planet we're on yeah. until we get this place where we're effervescing from within yeah. on a continual basis. And that's what brings that whole, not just idea, but experience of living in quantum entanglement with the unified field that gives us, uh, it reveals or, or allows us to discover our perfected form, fit and function in the world because then we're available to it. And it doesn't mean that we have to jettison all of our skill set that we've developed because we think, okay, now I'm going to change my life, right? You've got that skill set for a reason and it does allow you to take it to a new level of experience because now you've got the foundation it's just the fine tuning of you know it's like the body we're an instrument we just don't know how to tune it yeah. let alone play it <laughs> right. right right so now we're learning how to do that because we've got chakras you got the marmas we've got the meridians we've got the <laughs> you know the the three brain system and, and there's all kinds of the corpus callosum and the right and left hemispheres and all these kinds of stuff that give us the opportunity to move up in our understanding. It's like we said earlier, you know, a friend of mine, Swami Bhyanananda, calls it the upwising. Oh, wow. Wow. And he's kind of a cosmic comedian. So he takes his, you know, the, this kind of punch and Judy view of reality and he brings these comedic responses in a, uh, from a new age perspective right yeah. and it's funny and it's living a bit it also makes you go huh that's interesting because uh, you know we never think about things that way because yeah. we're in this tunnel vision or, or blinder condition from our past from our genes from the programming that we've had around us and we're in the process of breaking free of all of that and looking at how we can create empathic and generative conversations with each other that that brings the that raises the tide right yes, and, and, and yes. it and, and all the boats raise yeah of that. yes exactly exactly yeah it almost makes me think of those um individuals who can walk in the room and just the whole the energy of the entire room shifts and calms and the person doesn't even have to say a word i i remember i do that i I'm, i've I, experienced I it oh i be, i believe that and and it reminds me of a friend of mine told me about i don't remember the woman's name but she said you know she she went to hear this woman speak and all the all the woman did was um stand silently and look into the eyes of every person that she could make eye contact with. And it, it never uttered a word. And people were weeping 
I mean, just she, she, and she just began to weep. Because, I forget the guy's name oh, from, from Europe that used to love. Yeah. I mean, love was all that filled the room. It, she she was so moved by that experience. <sighs> wow. <laughs> and it does feel great, you know. And even it, it, and for those of who are listening that our speakers are presenter, try that. Try, try standing in front of the room and just being quiet and looking around and establish eye contact with everyone that you can before you utter a word. I will guarantee you, you will deliver the best presentation of your life by doing so. Because now you've connected with everybody in the, in the audience and that energy is also present in you because of the exercise that you just did. Yep. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> so everything's wow. kind of green today <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm noticing as as we shifted into this oh, it's you know, funny yeah, I, i've like, never just, had to do this before so, <laughs> yeah the guys are kind of being friendly and playful and, and, and working with my attachment to having a the, the appropriate background right, right. Yeah. i know <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so, Lord, we're kind of coming close to time. I, yeah. If there were a nugget that you could offer our audience that they could take with them and just contemplate and practice, what might what might that be? Wow. Um, well, it. It could certainly be um, any time you can to shift to that that neutral place. You know, to take that deep breath. If you notice in your own body, you know, things building up or frustration or, you know, so, and to, to work to catch You're feeling yourself, kind of green in the moment. Right? And to, and to kind of catch yourself before before words come out that you just can't pull back. As, and I would say this, especially with anyone who happens to be with children, because it's amazing how one phrase of that comes in anger can just become this, it's called an interject inside a child's mind mm -hmm. for way too long. <laughs> you know, the, the, so, um, yeah, and, and, you know, like pattern interrupt that, and that, you know, soften the knees, soften your eyes, that tongue on the roof of the mouth, deep, deep breaths, deep breaths, feel your feet. Um, I know that was a, that was a lot, that wasn't necessarily <laughs> one, one idea, breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, breathe. That's probably most important. Breathe. <laughs> because that would be that would be another one. And yet it's a it's amazing. You know, I, I hear I believe Tiknak Khan did an hour and a half talk on breathing. And I was like, man, that must have been just amazing. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh. Amazing man, he is. Yeah. Amazing people. We all are. Oh. Yes. When we give our chance ourselves a chance to be, yeah, and and allow that to to take place, honor that in others and, and invite it, yeah. yeah. You know, 
because we don't want we don't like to be angry i can't imagine that that you know when you compare being angry or being happy which would you rather be and i can't think of anybody that would choose anger yeah i know and yet we do uh, oh i know well because it, it's a it's in that it's amygdala, pattern response. amygdala fight flight freeze yep. thing yep Yep. Yeah, well, and well, and I think part of it too is what I discovered about it is it's a secondary emotion, and it's a and it can be a resistance to the grief, and then the love that lives even deeper than that. Mm -hmm. So when when you drop beneath the anger and the fear, there's actually often a lot of grief, and then underneath the grief is a whole ton of love. Well, and when there's an absence of love and you're not feeling love from another, then that's a, a reactionary spot. Right. right. You're, right. You're, that yeah. little child, how could you not love me? Right. It, it, and yet it's so deep and so embedded and, and so unrecognized that the pattern comes up and happens before we can do anything yeah. about it. Right. And, and then we regret <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. Well, and, and then to, you know, I guess work with the, the cultivating what I would call that inner fly in the wall, that part of you that is the experiencer of your experiences, because that, that part of you, you can connect to with love and compassion and be that adult self. And you can even be that adult self for all your inner children. <laughs> I, I do that pretty regularly you know anytime sure. yeah. my, i call them my young ones anytime one of those young ones kind of shows up not not too much lately but i now know to just meet them and greet them just like i would you or any other human being um hopefully <laughs> right and and allow that part of me to speak what they need to say and right. just simply listen now, of course, here we are, we're not so dissimilar in age. And, and so we've had a lifetime to build this understanding and, and activity and response to the things that we encounter. And, and so hopefully, you know, we're being heard by some younger folk that can at least understand maybe there's a little wisdom and maybe try things and, and avoid situations that are unnecessary in their own lives yeah oh well see and that's a permission slip i've given myself lately now that you mentioned that of, of in my own situation to move towards the good you know part of my habituated pattern was to to shift and move towards drama and trauma and now i'm like if that's happening i just shift away i'm like i feel like i've become a hummingbird and it's actually really good for my, my health and my mental, emotional health. So for instance, I, I'm on a news fast. I'm not under a rock, but it, it allows me to stay aligned with my purpose, my deepest values, um, the opportunities that come my way and that, and that deep inner voice of creative, creative energy that, that continues, um, pouring out of me and in, in poetry and prose and, and essays and blogs and uh, 
you know, I've just been so honored to kind of stop putting my foot over that hose, right? Well, we're going to open the hose up a little bit because <laughs> I am going to share the links to your books and your blogs. Oh, thank you. Articles thank you so below much. the the uh, video, so yeah, thank our you. listeners can find them. And I've I've really enjoyed this conversation more. Oh my gosh, it was it I'm was very appreciative and, of it. Oh my gosh, it was so rich and meaningful, and oh, we we went a lot of beautiful places then, and I and I I'm just truly honored to have had the opportunity. Um, thank you for inviting me to be with you in the space and and an an generative and inspired conversation that hopefully is valuable to to many of your listeners. It will be, even though the space has been a little argumentative. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then it's just getting dark outside here. <laughs> the full moon comes, I think, tomorrow. So <laughs> it was it was beautiful last night. Well thanks again so much, Laura. And yes. I really appreciate your time. Oh thank you, Zen. And namaste and in la catch. Thank you for tuning into this episode of One World in a New World. I'm your host, Zen Benefield, and we'll see you next time.